What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk, episode 30, the Nolan Ryan edition. I'm your host, J.D. Johnson. Alongside me always is the Houdini himself. Dino, how are we? I'm great, living a dream. I'm so excited to get back to doing this. Also with us is the one and only, the great De Palma. How are we, boys? Hi! Hey, doing good, fellas. Uh, Hey, I played 18 holes of golf today. I mean, anytime you can do that in a day, it's a great day. Successful day. Did you work? Yes, work till noon. Uh, work sponsored us doing a uh, foursome scramble. Uh, decent golf course wasn't bad, but it was like 95 degrees in PA today, dude, in Harrisburg. And for like the middle of September, for it to be 95 degrees is absolutely bonkers. I hate it. Just give me fall weather and football. Glo- hashtag global warming. Al Gore. Let's get it. <laughs> But today is our poll pod. Uh, the topics we're going to be doing today is natural disasters willing to experience. Now, this is a safety experience. Our safety is guaranteed, correct? We agreed on that? Yes, guaranteed safety. Oh, guaranteed safety? Yeah, guaranteed safety. Yeah, we oh. talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was we'll, prob- we'll probably do another one, though, where the safety is not guaranteed. Okay. But stay tuned because we got an interview today, boys. It's already been recorded. We got that, so stay tuned for that. But before we start off this podcast, I got something to say. I already talked about this with De Palma beforehand. Dean, did you see it? I did. The, what, what, without spoiling something, because it it's only been out for like, what, four days? Don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. I liked it better than the first one because I like, I like, Thank the, act- you. I like the actors in this one. But still, I'm not... I, I wasn't um, I wasn't blown away. Like, let's understand something. The like, it is the new the two versions of it are that recently came out are just not they're not scary. They're not scary movies. They're just pretty good movies. Yeah, I don't know, man. That second one, I I thought the second one blew the park out of the first one. And I the first one was very good to me. 100%. I like both of them. The second one was amazing. To me. But but were were you scared? No, and I thought the first one was a lot scarier than the second one. I thought the second one was a lot more funny. I, I, I just – I thoroughly enjoyed the second one. I thought it was a good movie. And um, what is his name? Uh, help me out here. What is his name? Which the, one? The dude from Ricky Split. Eddie? No, no, no. The dude from oh, Split. Oh, James, James McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy James, or something like J- that. Jesus. McAvoy, dude. Learn how to <laughs> speak. Um, James McAvoy. James McAvoy is, is low-key – the most underrated actor in Hollywood. I loved him in Split. He was so good. He was amazing in Glass too. You know, like I know it's the same characters that he's playing, but still, like he's able. He's just a hell of an actor. I'll leave it at that. I think he's the most underrated actor in Hollywood. Love him in uh, X Men First Class too. That's a good flick. Oh, Not an X Men right. fan. Mm, that's the best X Men. I'll go out on a limb and say that's the best X Men. Forgot he was in that. I don't know, but I just love it. I love that Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. He's the best. I mean, I know there's only two Pennywise, but he—he's the best horror movie actor I've ever seen. He—he's yeah, he, creepy. He, he is he, creepy. He—he—he's good. He's good. Uh, Deepa, just for clarification, you said it's the best X Man. 
Is that um is that like a fantasy movie that you're talking about or is it X Men? X Men, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Just want to make sure I, I I know your late night searches are not X Men. <laughs> Correct. Okay, got it. But this also yeah. got me thinking. Talking about it, I am going to Halloween Hornets. There's no house for it. That's kind of disappointing. Is little, it not? A little disappointing. You would expect to see a whole bunch of red balloons. Yeah, and they're owned by Universal, so it's not like there's like a like a an agreement that hasn't been down. Like they own the rights. So I didn't really understand that one at all, but maybe it's a next year thing. It was too too soon and they didn't want to do something with it. But last thing before we start the pot off, Tommy Smokes, Tom Scabelli, Barstool guy. I love going on his Twitter because it just gets my thoughts rolling. He he tweeted something that is very true on family feud. I don't know if you guys saw this. They always have the things where they're like, Oh, we asked a hundred people. Who are these hundred people with these insane answers? Okay. So the way that this works is I'm pretty sure it's, I'm 90% sure it's filmed in LA. Okay. So they just go out on the street and ask a hundred people, <laughs> right? So those are the responses. So that's why like a really good answer sometimes isn't on there because if, out of the hundred people, if no one answers that, then then the really good answer is not on there. Like it's it's dead accurate. But I will go on there and say, I swear to God on my life, I would challenge any single person in the world to two rounds of fast money, and I don't think I I don't think I lose. Oh, Dino, who's I your, nailed, who's your partner in fast money? Are you just saying like right away, like like just, you versus the, the other person, two rounds? Just just me versus the other person, two rounds. I literally got every number one answer the other day and pulled 186 myself. <laughs> like it's sickening how good I am at, at family feud. That smells like a bet Berlin right there. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, I'm pretty fucking good at it. And I, <laughs> I would never challenge you to jeopardy. Oh, true. but like family feud, I've, I've wanted to bring my family on there, but they're all scared. I'm going to punch someone in the face. <laughs> Maybe my dad. Oh, man. Hey, uh, got some exciting news for the podcast, though. Uh, Starting this week, we're going to have a segment that's going to be dedicated to NFL and college football betting with our resident gambling and betting expert, Joe Schmo. We've talked about him a little bit uh, previously, but we finally got him on here to do a segment. Uh, So that's going to be going on later on in the podcast. So be sure to stay tuned for that later. Uh, JD, what do we got going on with baseball, my dude? Uh, we got the biggest headline of the week. The Red Sox fired their GM, Dave Dombrowski, an organization that's been exceeding expectations for sure. They just are coming off a World Series last year. They what they won in 2004, 2007, I think in 2013, I believe. Again, I mean, this is a winning organization. They've won the division for the past, like, what, five years or something like that. They're obviously not winning it this year because, you know, the good old Yankees are up top. But this was shocking. This was very shocking to me. Um, if you're a Yankee fan out there and you're saying they should fire Brian Cashman and hire Dave Dombrowski, I think you're an idiot and I don't respect any of your baseball opinions right off the bat. Seeing that blow up on Twitter, just wanted to put that out there. But I am very shocked on this. I don't really know where the Red Sox go from here. It's kind of a big question mark. I do know that they're in a big hole and I don't think Mookie Betts will be a Red Sox by next year. And I'm already seeing stuff that the Yankees may go after him because Gardner's up. Talkman's probably not going to come back. They just like probably will just it would just be a trade piece. They want to get rid of Clint Frazier. We're talking about so a Mookie Betts would make sense because then again 
they never spent any of that Harper Machado money that they were so on. Saving oh, up. we have all this money. Yeah. So it would not surprise me if Mookie Betts may be in talks in pinstripe soon. Okay. So first of all, real dick move by the Sox. They're looking for someone to be the scapegoat. It's not him. Um, I, 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 this is a, and this is my problem in sports, which is like whenever there's a down year, someone's got to be the fall guy. He's the fall guy and it's bullshit. That's just flat out. I think it's just absolute bullshit. In his first full season with the team, the Sox won 93 regular season games, won the division. 2017, he acquired Chris Sale in exchange for Moncada and four other prospects. I think they won that trade, especially with the, with the infielders they have. Later that month, he fired Farrell and hired Cora, yep. and they won the World Series last year. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Cora is one of only eight uh, managers ever to win it the first year they were with the club, too. So, like, it's almost unparalleled. I, I just I don't understand the move. In 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 the five years that he's been there, they've gone 396 <laughs> and and 277 That's with a great. five a 588 win percentage, three playoff appearances, one pennant, one World Series, and you fire the guy. Complete bullshit move, absolute bullshit, and he's in—he's not the guy that should be responsible for this. To be honest with you, nobody's responsible for it other than the fact that they—they—they they rolled the dice that their pen was going to hold up, yep. their starting pitching was going to hold up. It, Kimbrell, yeah, yeah, it just didn't. Sale didn't have a, a good start to the year, and to be honest with you, most of his year was garbage. And yep. so, same with Price. So this—this this doesn't fall on anybody. It's just—it's one of those years. And they're still above 500. So, like, I, I don't know. You know, like, this is. They're it, missing out on the division. They're going to miss out on the wild card. It's an off year. But you got to look at, like, the last 10 years. Like, they they won three titles in 10 years. And, like, this dude, even though he was, I think, what, there for, like, two or three years, which is kind of short whenever you think about it. Uh, like, they were still good. They were still competitive. And uh, his job as a GM is to put a good team out there on the field. And he did sands the bullpen. There, That's the only, like red flag in my eyes that I saw was the bullpen. But I mean, it, it's gotta be on the players too. They got to perform. Yeah. He's the fall guy. It's unfortunate, but it, it's, it wasn't him. Yep. Yeah. But also I just wanted to add on to something too. He is known for getting a team to the promised land and getting that world series ring, which obviously every club wants, but then he gets the club into this like sort of pit that he got the Red Sox in, he got the Marlins in, and he got the Tigers in, where he he overpays on players on huge contracts. Miguel Cabrera is going through it right now. They had Victor Martinez there for a while. You know, uh, who did the Marlins get where they signed? Something happened. I, I can't think of people off the top of my head. But he signs people to these major contracts to where the team almost can't afford them. They better be praying right now that J.D. Martinez opts out because that's a lot of money still on the table. And I do think he will opt out because I think he's going to want more years. But I mean, but, but Chris Sale deal right there, like that's 150 million. But regardless, I know they won the World Series, but like, baseball's not a salary cap sport. I was just going to say, no salary cap whatsoever. If you got the money, you got to spend it. Their play, their biggest rivals, the Yanks, who spend almost more than anyone, if not every everyone, you got to be able to spend the money out there. Yeah, I, I just I don't care about about the big contracts. They accomplish their goal. I, they have enough young talent. It's a bullshit move. And because at the end of the day, finding presidents of baseball operations don't just fall off a fucking tree. Yeah, who do they go to? Like, who's your guy? Like, 
It's like such a big position, man. They, they'll never pull Billy Bean from the A's. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's they nothing. Tried. They yeah, tried. I, but, I was going to say Moneyball. That'd be wild if they got him this time. But the, the, he's, he, he has a percentage of stock in the A's. Like, he owns part of the, part of the organization. Like, that, that ship sailed. There's nobody that I can sit yeah, here and think about. Yeah, sell that, too. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. It, Theo left. He's not coming back. It's just a bad move. Yeah, bad for baseball. Yeah. Next. Moving on, some devastating news last night. Christian Yelich out for the year after fracturing his kneecap. Actually, down in Miami. I mean, this just blew any chance of the Brewers making the playoffs or making a run if they even make the wild card at all for the rest of the season. That's their MVP. That's their best player. That's their power hitter. Their every. That's their everything. He's gone. It sucks. What do you guys think about it? Suck to see, dude. Suck to see. I can only imagine what that felt like. Um, it's, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, had a great season. You know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, they, they were never going to make a run with or without him. They don't, they, don't have, they don't have the pitching to do it. So take one on the chin. It is what it is. He had a hell of a year. Good for him. But unfortunate, it is that's baseball. Yeah, there's no, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the highlight too. It's just crazy how, you know, just one swing of the bat too, like, you know, trying to pull a pitch and just right off the kneecap. I think I did see on Twitter that it's not going to require surgery. And I think like six to eight weeks they're looking at, um, dude, I mean, he put up MVP worthy stats. Uh, Yeah. The Brewers don't have a chance without him in my eyes, but do you think he still wins the MVP in the NL? Uh, dude hit 329, 44 bombs, 97 ribbies, and 30 stolen bases. Dude went 40 and 30, which is insane. Uh, I think the only guy maybe who can get him is Alonzo. I mean, take Alonzo off them. I know he's going for rookie of the year, but I would throw him in there for MVP consideration too. I don't know I if he gets I didn't have Yelich winning this. Yeah, I didn't I even have Yelich winning this. I had Bellinger. Oh, true. Yeah, Belly, dude, Belly killed it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he wins it. I think Belly wins it. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to, I still, I do think it's going to be tight, but I do think now that he's hurt, it's going to give Bellinger way more of an advantage. And he's kind of, I kind of see him just going to get a starting, get a lot more first place votes. If Yelich finished, finished the season, I think it would have been very close. Yeah, especially like where the Brewers, like, I mean, everyone in the Dodgers lineup is dirty and the whole squad's great, but like, you can't say the same for the Brewers. So like, I mean, you take Yelich off the Brewers, they're, you know, uh, yep. maybe close yep. to 500. You take Belly off the Dodgers. I mean, they may not, you know, have the most wins in baseball, but they're definitely winning the division for the seventh straight year this year. So, like, yeah, that's what, you know, Dino, you had talked about that previously on another cast, uh, like how MVP voting should be done, and I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you said it best. If you take the guy off, where's the team at? If you take Yelich off, based on 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 the way I say it, He's the MVP, but with him not playing that month, yeah, it's just gonna hurt. Yep. Yeah. Again, hate to see it, but moving on from that, Thor's comments. Noah Syndergaard, right-hander pitcher for the New York Mets, doesn't want to throw to the star catcher Wilson Ramos. They signed him this past offseason, I believe, to a two-year deal. He was coming off an outstanding year. I'm not quite sure how well he's doing this year. I think he's having an average, average year, but. 
He's been saying it all year that he wants to sit down with GM Brody Van Wagen, who's also new with the organization, and the Mets don't believe in a personal catcher. However, Noah Syndergaard's record is better with Wilson Ramos, but his ERA is way better with the backup catcher. So you see this going on. I don't like how he went public with this. I do think this is kind of bad. The Mets have already had enough of this with like the whole uh, Mickey Calloway situation, the Jason Vargas situation. You know, I, I don't really, I think it's just more drama for the Mets. It sucks to see for the fans and the fan base. Cause this has been one crazy year. And you know, Pete Alonso is there to just like save the day almost every day to keep the thoughts off their mind. But I mean, what do you guys think about this? I, so I read the follow-up article that it was blown out of proportion, which if that's true or not, I don't, I don't really care. I feel I, like you got to say that. Yeah. I mean, look. I agree with him that you should want to pitch to the guy you want to pitch to. Like some guys like you just have that connection with. However, um, I don't like, like you said, I don't like the public opinion about it. It should never go public. And I, I look, dude, you get paid to pitch that simple. You know, it's not, it's at the end of the day, and this is my problem with pitchers nowadays, which is they're quick to blame a catcher for the call or whatever it is. It's the pitcher's game. He can shake all he wants. He still has to execute the pitch. So, dude, shut up, pitch, <laughs> and, and and do your job. Yeah, so, I mean, I pitched growing up, and as soon as I got to college, I didn't throw very hard. I threw like 82, 83 miles an hour with movement, and they're like, they. I threw one bullpen, they're like, yeah, kid, yeah, you're going to be an outfielder. Uh, but like, so I never got to experience like college pitching and, you know, obviously professional, uh, but I never understood, other than knuckleballer, the, like the personal preference between catchers, like why can't you just get on the same page with this catcher who they've brought in to do well? Like why can't you just, you know, talk with him about what like your game plan is going to be. Like, I just never saw like why it was such a big deal for guys to have personal catchers other than the knuckleballers. I do think, a, I do think a personal catcher is beneficial. Like I think Tanaka only throws the row mine. I could be wrong. JD, do you know that? Cause every time I see row mine, it's when Tanaka's on the bump. I mean, it, it's kind of flip flopped. I, I have seen Gary catch him, but Gary does not catch him a whole lot. I'm yeah, sure that so. that's worked in too with uh, with Sanchez's days off too. Yeah, so you know it's it's just one of those things where if you want to give a catcher a day off, then give it to him when the guy wants it off. Like, but at the end yeah. of the day, like your job's to pitch. So I'm like fifty fifty on it. I just wish. Right. Yeah, I like, love your take on that, Dino. Just keep your fucking mouth shut, bro. Just execute some pitches. I, whatever. Next, you know the other thing. Sorry. No, just to wrap that up real quick though. He's been – I feel kind of bad for him. He's been so many, so much in this trade talks. I mean this got to like – it's got to throw off somewhat of his just like pitching like effectiveness for the organization. I mean every single time there's an offseason, every single time there's a trade deadline, his name pops up in everything and it's every five minutes. You know, it's just like Noah Syndergaard rumor. You know, we saw that there was a Yankee deal in place. We saw that there was a Padres deal in place. You don't think this has any effect on him? You know, I kind of think that he doesn't even want to be there anymore. Definitely, and I wouldn't either. I would not either. Definitely has to have an effect. You know, at, at what point is it like, okay, enough's enough. I'm sick of being in the headlines for, for shit that I didn't do or that I can't control. So I'm sure it eats away at him. But I don't think that's, 
I don't think that's a reason. Like, if you don't want to be somewhere, and we'll get to that in a second, but if you don't want to be somewhere and a team's paying you to be there, you're a professional athlete. Go out and perform, right? Like, if you have a problem with the organization, that's fine. But you do have teammates. You know, don't be that guy. And I'm hinting at somebody very important. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Uh, did you want me to do it now? <laughs> I actually don't know what you're talking about. What are you Anto- talking about? A- Antonio Brown. I'll save it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll save it. Oh, God, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'll save it. All right. Yeah, but um, to wrap that up, though, I know I keep going on about this. Anybody that names themselves a superhero for like their baseball nickname, I also think is a loser. You know, when he can't, he got called up. He just gave himself the nickname Thor. Like, I kind of think that's like, I don't, I don't like that. He looks like Thor though. I was going to say, he yeah, does. I'd no, be shocked he if he gave himself the nickname. That'd be pretty bold. No, he did. This is oh, how it all started. Are you he trying, like war, he I like feel like you should never give your, uh, like your own self a nickname. Like you just can't. And plus it's I also think more organic. It needs to somewhat be taken away, though, because he's not really Thor anymore. He hasn't been, if that makes sense. No, there's no thunder behind him anymore. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, because I was a big fan of him. When he came up, I thought he was electric. That 100-mile-an-hour sinker and stuff, it looked like a tornado, is incredible. But anyway, has anybody seen Jordan Alvarez's monster home run? Monster's an understatement. Has anybody seen this? They painted the seat orange for him. An, so the third absolute, an absolute tank job. Uh, if you look at the actual distance on it, it doesn't do it justice with how far this ball went. Like This was a triple-deck shot at Minute made. You're exactly right, J.D. They painted the chair where it, it would have hit uh, just down the right field line. Triple-decker up on the mezzanine, just absolutely crushed. It was like a 90, 91-mile-an-hour fastball low and in, and he just murdered that ball. Um, I'm looking at it right now because I haven't seen it. Oh. But – my goodness. Dude, I think that was his second finger of the game, too. He's got a sweet swing. Okay, so it's, it's listed at 429 feet. Right. Oh, dude, that, I, that's mind-boggling to me. I was thinking – when I saw that off the bat, I was thinking, like, easily over 450. Yeah, there's, there's no, ch- no chance. No chance that's 429 feet. You got to check the no, stack. I don't, I don't think people take this, uh, take this in when they look at, like, the stats – you know how it ended up on the third deck, correct? No. It ended up on the third deck. Oh, you know no. I, mean? I thought you said how it ended up. No, yeah, because oh, he no. dropped the It ball. ended up on the third deck. Yes. Is that exactly how far it went? Like it's 429 feet from the third deck? Because say that third deck wasn't there, say the second deck and the first deck or whatever, and say it just like there was nothing behind it, how far would the ball have gone? Yeah, yeah. You're judging. That's what You're essentially saying with elevation. Right. Yeah. Well, no, no. Like, if it didn't hit that point in the third deck, like if it there was no, if it was an open field, like how far would that ball go? Yeah, I. Then that's the problem. Which is, first of all, if you look at the stadium, that's still not four hundred and twenty nine feet. That's got to be five hundred feet. It, dude, that wasn't one of the looked like the bigger home runs I've ever seen. So I, I enough to where they paint the seat. You know, that's how far <laughs> that shit went. 
Okay, because it's probably the furthest ball that's ever been hit there. Ever. So, yeah, absolute moonshot. And there's your rookie of the year. Speaking of home runs, though, the Baltimore Orioles broke a record with uh, hitting the long ball. It's a very unexpected record. I didn't even know it was coming up. I didn't even know MLB was coming up close to it, but Major League Baseball has now hit the most home runs ever in a single season. This is all 30 teams combined. It is now, I think the exact number was 6,139, I think. I may be a few off, but I just think the best part about this is that the team to break it is probably the team that has the least amount of home runs and the team that maybe has 40 home runs as a team overall. And they're the ones... To break the record. Not the Bastion Yankees or the Mighty Dodgers or the Astros. Your Baltimore Orioles broke the record. Good for them. They got to walk out with some some sort of <laughs> record this year. Hey, at least they're they're trending not to be last place in the league. I believe the Tigers hold that designation. Uh, but I feel like that's such a baseball thing to happen, too. Like, of all things, of all teams to do it, the Orioles, who have the least home runs in the bigs, are the ones to break the record. The ball is absolutely juiced. What, we still got like 15 or 16 games left in the season, too. Yeah, it's going to wipe out that original record. But in other sports news, DePalma, you got something? No, Dino's taking this one. Okay, so with what happened in international soccer, okay, and, and this is just like a, a historical thing for me. Because it caught my eye. I had to read the headline two or three times so I could fully understand it. FIFA is working with Iranian authorities to overcome a ban on women entering stadiums for men's games. Okay, so women are not allowed to attend men's soccer games in Iran. It's something that the ban was put in place since the, the country's 1979 Islamic Revolution. So we're approaching 40 years where women cannot go see men play. She dressed up, which I believe her name was. Uh, I don't even want to butcher this. Sahar Sahar Kadari. Yep. Okay. Quite good job. Thank you so much. Um, she was detained for dressing as a man to sneak into a soccer stadium to watch a match. After you know she was caught, I don't necessarily know the details of how she was caught, but. She learned she was going to possibly spend six months in prison and decided to demonstrate. And this is just something that it's, it's like, a, like a symbolic speech. It's equivalent to, to you know, Colin Kaepernick in the United States or burning draft cards or you know, Rosa Parks, you know, something like that. So this is like, a, this is like a historic movement here. She lit herself on fire, okay, which is the definition of selfless, you know. She ended up dying because she suffered burns across 90% of her body. She was on, a, on a, a, a respirator. She doused herself in gasoline in front of you know, the courthouse on September 2nd and, and lit herself on fire. Now, I bring this up because it's like – it's just amazing. It's just amazing you know, like how someone can give their life to something that they believe in is just – unbelievable it's not a, it's not a it's not a terrorist attack it's not you know um uh, it's not like meant to inflict harm in anybody this is just a, a revolutionary type movement from a country that has struggled to see revolutionary type things especially when it comes to women so this is amazing this woman should be should be praised from this side of the world to the other 
utmost respect for her. Rest in peace, Sahar Kudari. Kudari. Sahar Kudari. She is the true MVP of the last decade. Yeah, man, it's it's truly embarrassing. Like the what, the things that Iran is doing over there, and you know, in the past forty years, like you said, since the Iranian Revolution. Um, but the fact that you know women aren't even allowed to attend a sporting event, you can get into religion and whatnot, but that's just preposterous uh, to even think about. And uh, Dino, you hit on a lot of points there too. And yet, she believed in her cause so much that she became a martyr. She became you know a name that will be remembered for forever in Iran. And, uh, you know, when it when it comes down to it, whenever they do have the ability to even go attend a soccer match, like, I mean, it's just preposterous to even think about. Could not agree with you guys more, but now let's get into a little NFL talk. What's going on in the NFL right now, fellas? Huh. Lordy, uh, am I taking this one or are you? Uh, uh, dude, I'm going to get into Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Check, Mr. Big Chest, whatever the hell you want to call him. Uh, Mr. Yellow Mustache Man himself. Uh, so we're going to go into, you know, what has happened over the past weekend real briefly. Everyone, everyone has saw that he forced his way out of Oakland. Uh, the, what I want to talk about here, Dino is I personally believe there was collusion with the Patriots and Antonio Brown or his agents. I honestly don't think it was Antonio Brown. Cause I don't think he could have orchestrated it all, but his agent drew Rosenhaus won thousand percent could have uh and i think all of this originated because the steelers whenever ab became shoppable whenever they started shopping him came out and said we're not going to trade him to four teams we're not going to trade him with within the division and we're not going to trade him to the patriots the patriots rumored to offer him a first round pick for him which is all i ever wanted for ab out of it uh but i think it all stems from that Everything that's happened to him with the helmet, with the cryo feet, maybe not the cryo feet, but just the way he's acted in the past two weeks specifically, I think that was an orchestrated plan to get him to the Patriots. What do you think about it? 100% collusion was involved, and and that's why I said I would save my comments for it, which is if you don't want to be somewhere, like that's fine. I get that, but you signed a deal, okay? A $30 million guaranteed deal. Three years, 50 mil, 30 mil guaranteed to go play in Oakland. You're going to be a pioneer in Vegas. I don't know what else you would want. You know, so I get what you want. You want you want to be in New England. You want to be the big swinging dick with Tom Brady. Like, I get it. However, you would have been 32. Like, you may not have played with Brady. I also get that. But, bro, go, go, go write your own chapter. Don't. Don't force your way out of a situation by by turning to social media and doing all this bullshit in which leads to you having a negative image in the public, which then it couldn't be lower than it currently is. So then follows up with what? The obvious allegations. Yep. You know, and the guy like and, and karma sucks. Because it's like, look, even if you are innocent, and I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but for people who don't know the law too well, it is a civil case that that is the the, the I don't even want to say the prosecutor, the the victim is really looking for money in this situation. I'm not like this isn't my words. Like I'm I'm taking this from from news. Like she's looking for a like a settlement. Okay, so whether or not it's true, time will tell. But I do think there's something wrong with him mentally. I think I don't know if he thinks he's bigger than football, but 
he needs AB needs football more than football will ever need AB. Yep. And he needs to realize that. On top of that, um, I do believe he gets suspended here. Yeah. I, I, I think he gets suspended for at least four games. Uh, and I and I and I and I don't see his. And th- this is my problem with the NFL. And I'm just going to go on record, for, you know, for saying it. I think it's absolutely bullshit that Colin Kaepernick does not have a job for peacefully protesting what he believes is right. But Kareem Hunt is still in the league. Tyreek Hill is in the league. AB is in the league. Randy Gregory got many chances. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you can go down, dude. You can go down the list on there, and I. To speak on the Kaepernick thing, I did not agree with the way that he protested, but that's his God-given right in America to be able to do that however he pleases. He wasn't breaking any laws. Um, I think that has to go back to the settlement agreement. There had to be some sort of thing in there uh, with his settlement with the NFL that that he wouldn't be you know, essentially getting a job in the NFL because he's signing that settlement agreement. I don't know. That's pure speculation on my part. But the fact that all these other dudes are getting backup jobs and third string jobs, and he's obviously a better quarterback than him. Yeah, I totally, it it smells fishy, Dino. And the thing that bothers me with that whole situation is he did the damn thing for four or five games before anyone paid two shits about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's our current, you know, time frame right now with social media and whatnot too one thing takes off you know it, it only takes one viral tweet and you know one thing to get a you know absolutely blowing up and turning into something that it isn't and you saw that with that exact movement 100 percent. and and just one more thing how many players did it after him that are still in the league oh yeah exactly but because he's he's the first Bro, one entire teams were doing it exactly so i i just think it's i i i have a problem with the nfl I'll leave it at that. I have a serious problem with the NFL. I have a serious problem with Roger Goodell. I have a serious problem with how the league's being run. On top of that, I honestly feel like it's one of those leagues where I'm going to save it. I'm going to save all this. I just feel like there's too much (laughs) shit that goes on in the league that, that just points to something's going on that's behind the scenes. Absolutely. So I'll leave it at that. Going back to AB, though, the thing that bothers me, I think I didn't like the video he posted where he was like, I'm free and he's running around. Like, I just thought that was so childish. Bro, it's it such was a, like the- a little that's like a little girl type of move. It, like dude. that's just showing no self-respect for you, the organization you played for, your family's name. Like that's just like that's just not being like that's so childish. So so Pittsburgh is partly to blame for that coming from a, the you know biggest diehard Steeler fan you're ever going to know. They let that shit happen regularly for years. Like that's that's been documented, and they never find him. They never did anything because of how he produced on the field. And you essentially saw it where Mike Mayock, John Gruden, two new guys trying to assert dominance over a dude that had basically run ramshot through the Steelers organization. And what like any organization in the NFL, he's going to get fined for doing that, for not attending uh, mandatory stuff, and for. Like putting his GM on blast on social media. Like, what the hell do you expect to happen? And that's why I think that shit was totally orchestrated. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was okay with the video, with the conversation with Gruden, but the, the second video was... It's childish, man. You just, yeah, guy who loves the spotlight. Yep. And it's all about AB. 
Yeah, it's all it's AB's world. You know, the NFL is paying him, and and people watch only him. You know, like he 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 didn't play week one, and both teams won. You know, like <laughs> JD, are you okay? Yeah, why? Did you just move your mic around, dude? It sounded like you just fell off a cliff. They're shuffling papers. <laughs> so yeah. You know, Raiders won, Patriots won without AB. He, he's not God's gift to football. NFL still made a couple billion dollars. We're good. All right. Now we're moving into a new topic. Real excited about this guest. Deepaw, take it away. All right, y'all. We're kicking off a new segment this week, and I couldn't be more excited about it. We're going to call it Money Tree. They say your hood is a pot of gold. Pot of gold and gold. we go crash it when nobody's home. I'm going to be the best man at his wedding. He was a groomsman in my own wedding. We became best friends back in college so long ago. Shout out Tusculum College, Roll Pioneers. My brother from another mother, Joe Schmo. This dude knows his betting shit, loves talking lines. I'll get at least like a couple text messages a week from him. With uh, We're chatting about who we're taking and whatnot. Uh, he's figuring out what the wise guys already know. Joe Schmo, what's good, bro? What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me on. So excited to have Schmo on right now. <laughs> we got him. Get it. Oh, this is exciting. Love. This is yeah, very. I'm very excited about this. Deepaw, give me a recap of uh, our picks last week because I'm pretty sure – Fucking Bama didn't cover. Oh, dude. Bama got you again. Two weeks in a row, Dino. Uh, dude, we did we did well the first week. I'm not going to lie. I think we both had uh, two of three of our picks. Um, but week two was not good to us, Dino. We both took Texas. Texas didn't cover by a freaking half a point, man. Clemson was in a great game versus A&M. They didn't cover either. I know with my pick, Rutgers didn't cover and got blown out and got shut out. And like you said, Bama didn't cover. Uh, I think, Dino, you may have gotten one last week, but, you know, we're going to do a thing here. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right. With the addition of Schmo here, we're going to start the records over. We're wiping the slates clean and we're going to start. Uh, counting these and making track of it all the way through the 17 weeks of the season, or at least of the NFL season, but all of college as well. So we're starting with a clean slate, boys. How do you feel? Love it. Let's get it. Feel fantastic. <laughs> right, by the so. way, by the way, I think we I think we need to do a segment, and maybe not this week, but next week for just outrageous picks. Because like my Bama covering 55 and a half is an outrageous pick. Outrageous. Even I, yeah, but but I was like 100 percent, 99.9 percent, 100 percent. Let's just call it a fucking cool hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to have a segment for outrageous picks. I kind of like that. Yeah. All well, right. dude, even we got baseball coming up too. You know, end of season, you're going to see some ridiculous lines. Teams playing the Orioles and the Tigers and shit. I'll take any team minus four and a half against the Orioles. Oh my God. Dude, uh, <laughs> last night I was watching, uh, I was, or no, I was scrolling Twitter and the Action Network tweeted, uh, like, I forget how many thousand people took money on the Yankees. Like, they bet like seven hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred and ten bucks, and the Tigers walked them off. Oh, I got, Christ. Yeah, I, 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 my text to my dad. I said, "Dad, you watching the Yanks?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, we'll turn it off." He goes, "Why?" I go, "Because they're bringing in Chance Adams." Fucking oh, twenty minutes. Tw- he, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. Texted me twenty minutes later and was like, "I should have turned it off." Yeah, no shit. Guy sucks. <laughs> Guy's trash. 
All right, so we're going to kick this off then. So format-wise, we're going to do – each of us is going to give two games that we like, and then uh, you know everyone will give their take on it or who they think is going to win, and we're going to keep track of all that. Uh, so Joe Schmo, we're going to start us off. We're going to give you two picks. Let's uh, give one pick, and then we'll say uh, what we think about it. All right, perfect, perfect. So I'm not the best at college football. Uh, I'm more of an NFL guy, but being down here in the South, uh, living in Atlanta, Georgia now um, – you know, went to college obviously with you in Tennessee. So I, I love my SEC football. Oh yeah. Uh, so go balls. Yeah. Go balls. It's uh, <laughs> it's been an absolute train wreck since Fulmer left, but we're not going to talk about that today. Um, no. So first game I want to go with is uh, Kentucky getting, getting eight uh, at home against mm-hmm. Florida prime time. Um, so last year, Kentucky snapped the streak um, and Terry Wilson, their quarterback led the way. Um, unfortunately, he, uh, was taken out last year or last week, um, suffering an injury. So I think they're going to rally around, uh, his injury, uh, come out, keep it close. Um, and I'm also going to take them to, uh, to win outright. So mm. I think, uh, I think Kentucky pulls the upset against a terrible, terrible Florida team. I think that, uh, week one against Miami, uh, wasn't a fluke. Uh, they should have lost that game. Uh, they uh, never did to try to lose that game, but yeah, the last uh, two minutes of that game, yeah. The last, the last, the last, I think it was the last six minutes of that game. I, I saw positive yardage three times, <laughs> three times. It was a I 40, think the last five minutes of the game took 30 minutes. Like, yeah. oh, God, it, 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 it was 35 deep. I was texting you when you're running away. It was 35 minutes straight <laughs> of like, if re, if the Redskins could play Penn state, that's what it would look like. <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, I think, um, so Sawyer Smith is going to be the quarterback. Uh, he came in last week, um, late rallied them, um, helped them out. So I just think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to pull the upset. I just think Florida is highly overrated. Um, yeah. they have no business being a top 10 team in my opinion. So take the eight and, uh, sprinkle it on the money line. Spring dog. Sprinkle, <laughs> sprinkle on the money line. I love it. Well, that's a catchphrase. Hashtag sprinkle on the money line. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a ballsy pick, but I don't, I don't mind it because I, I, hundred percent agree. I think Florida is the most overrated top 25 team in the yeah. country. So it, uh, I just feel like it's too obvious, man. You know, like when you see lines like that, you know, especially when a quarterback starting quarterback goes out and you know, the, the line's still single digits, it just, it reeks of being too obvious. So I, <laughs> I just think it's uh, I think it's a smart play. Yeah. I mean, did we mention Schmo knows his shit? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure if you didn't know, you know, yeah, uh, I'm bucking the trend here. I know they're a highly overrated team, but I think for that same reason that you said, Schmo backup quarterback, I know you think they're going to rally behind him, but I think Florida's defense is going to be too much for him. And, uh, I'm taking Florida, uh, Schmo, what, uh, wasn't that like 30 some years that Florida beat Kentucky or maybe not that many, like 25, 30 years or something. So it was 31 years consecutive. Oh my God. Uh, I remember domination. I remember I was living in Charlotte a couple years ago. Um, and I believe Kentucky was up. I want to say double digits in the fourth quarter. Um, and then just collapsed. There was, uh, the play that Florida, uh, scored on to, to take the lead and eventually win. Uh, there was a defensive misalignment and the Florida oh. receivers wide open. Um, no one covering them and it just felt like they couldn't get the monkey off their back. Uh, Dino, you could probably help me out. Um, can't remember Kentucky's running back last year, but him and Terry Wilson, Benny just, Snell, bro. Steelers. Yeah, yep. Benny Snell, there you go. Uh, they just, they put the team on their back last year and, you know, were able to, uh, 
to finally get that streak off their back. So, um, yeah, 31 years, dude. Absolutely insane. Yeah, World that shit. Yeah. All right, Shmo, what you got for game two, bro? Uh, game- Whoa. What? Oh, wait. You picked Kentucky. Me? Oh, no, I, I mixed that up on the sheet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Whoa. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. Fucking just blowing past Houdini tonight. No, oh, you no. went. When did I go? <laughs> I, Schmo, did he not go? He did not, sir. I just thought oh, we, were, we were changing up the script. You guys have changed on me a few times, so I'm just, I'm just going with it. Dude, Dino, my no. most sincere apologies. Please accept my okay. I'm, apology. I'm, I'm horribly, horribly embarrassed. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you the pass <laughs> because we're just excited. Shavo's off. I am. I'm all giddy. I'm drinking some bourbon over here. I'm all giddy. Yeah. I mean, look, so I, after week one and two, I fell in love with the boys from Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> I fell in love with these boys from Hawaii. Okay. They beat Arizona by a touchdown. They beat Oregon state by three. And now here's their first test on the road at number 23, Washington getting 21 and a half. I'm taking Hawaii to cover, but, but I think they're, I think they're in this ball game the entire time. Okay. They, um, they have two wide outs who I swear to God run four five sixties. Okay. <laughs> Cedric, Cedric bird. The second is five, nine and can flat out fly. Jojo ward is five, nine and can flat out fly. Jojo ward is a senior averaging 20 yards a catch. Okay. Their, their quarterback can just straight sling it. I'm taking, Ohio, I'm taking Hawaii to cover the 21 and a half, but I think they lose by a touchdown or less and mm. kind of, and begin putting themselves on the map. Uh, quarterback Cole McDonald he's thrown for 800 yards in two games. He's thrown eight touchdowns. He's got five picks. It's worrisome. However, I just love the boys from Hawaii. Rainbow warriors, baby rainbow warriors. And I think I picked him to get blown out that night. But you know what? I'm, I'm on the train. I am on the fucking Hawaiian train. Dino, where's that game at? At Washington. All right. I'm taking Washington. Oh, I'm with Dino on this, man. Um, so that that first week, or I guess week zero, uh, when they pulled the outright upset, so they were 11-point underdogs uh, against Zona and uh, came down to the last play. Um, I, I like it. You're getting over three touchdowns with the hook. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a smart play. So they lose, but ultimately they keep it close enough to, to cover the spread. I like it. Ooh, let's go. All right. I'm going. Did everyone go? Dean, you went, right? I went. You're good. Okay. Thank you for asking though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going my first game. I'm going Maryland versus temple. Uh, Maryland's only a four point favorite. I'm going Maryland all day here. Uh, they've put up like 150 some points in two games. Now they think <laughs> was like, a, like it was against like a, you know, a shit opponent, but that's just a lot of offense and, you know, temple. Uh, I know they're a hard nosed team and they're going to, they're going to play well, but I just think that, I mean, only four points. Yeah. Give me that all day. Go I'm, take, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Maryland. <laughs> I'm taking Maryland. There's no doubt. I'm taking Maryland. Yeah. Agree with yeah, that. Where, yeah. where is the game? The link? Oh, I think it's at Temple. Yeah, yes, at the link. Yeah. 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 Still taking Maryland. So real quick, quick little uh, story here. At the link, I don't know if DePalm remembers this or not. Back in our heyday, uh, 
his brother-in-law, Kevin, was playing for Rutgers. Dean, have you heard this story? <laughs> I don't think I have. Okay. So real quick, I'll make it quick. But uh, so we're in college. Um, God, I don't even know. Maybe it was, was it Thanksgiving break? Or maybe it was a block break. I can't remember. But we go up there. Kevin's I think, it was, I think it was a block break because it was nice weather out still. Yeah. Um, so we go up there. So Temple's hosting Rutgers. We're at the link. Uh, I bring fucking moonshine from East Tennessee up there. Uh, it's Emily's yeah, parents. Dude, Emily's parents are there. My dad's there. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just get obliterated drunk. We go in the game and we're just talking mad shit to, to Temple fans. Temple fans were rowdy as shit. Like, I mean, it's Philly, like downtown Philly. Like they were rowdy. Dude, they were so rowdy. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the game's over. We go outside and uh, we're waiting for Kevin to, to come out, um, for, and, you know, to the team buses and, and say hi to the family and, and whatnot. And so I'm sitting there talking to somebody and all of a sudden De Palma's like, Hey, Shmo, here comes Andy <laughs> Reed. And uh, this was in his final season as an Eagles head coach. And we were just, absolutely sucking dick and i remember looking over and screaming at andy hey how about you get us a, a fucking dub this year and he just gives me the, the thumbs up and peels out it's an suv dude it was so funny <laughs> i got the thumbs up from the walrus the walrus <laughs> dude, walrus stash was in full effect too man it was so majestic to see in person <laughs> that's that's almost better than that syracuse nova story that i told you a while back where the syracuse <laughs> fan turned and was like so yeah what? When was your last national championship? And the guy was like, 1985, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no hesitation. And then we won one in 2016 and 2018, in case you don't fucking remember people. Shout out Nova. Yeah, which, oh my God, can't wait for the college basketball se- sessions that we're going to have. Oh, they're going to be fun. Oh, let's get it. Uh, Shmo, so who are you taking that one? Maryland, you said? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a small line. Um you know, but at the end of the day, I just think the the overall talent for Maryland's gonna be enough to cover that that line. So I'd say Maryland. Nice, nice. Yeah. And yeah, I got Maryland on covering that too. Um I think that was all of our first games. Schmo, why don't you give us your second game? All right, second game for you. So we're going outside the SEC on this one, but um there's still uh there's still some ties to the SEC. So I'm I'm going with Oklahoma Sooners minus uh twenty two and a half. Uh, I believe the the line now is is up to uh, twenty three and a half. So if you're able to get in at twenty two and a half, uh, you're feeling nice. a little bit better. Um, but I, I just think a c- couple of things here. Uh, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, he's bringing that mentality from from Alabama over to, to Oklahoma. Um, I don't know if you watched the post game pr- uh, interview after the opener. Um, you know, I absolutely love his teammates. That. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying I absolutely loved that interview. Yeah, so I think, you know, just being around the guys, Alabama and, and Nick Saban, um, he has an understanding of, you know, what it takes to be successful. And, you know, you, you can't take any place off or, or any games off. So I think I think they're going to go to UCLA and they're just going to absolutely bury them. Um, you know, UCLA is uh, allowing over four, almost 400 yards a game. Um, Damn. And they've not really played anybody. Um, you know, they played Cincy, but. Got uh, waxed by Cincinnati. You just got blown out and shut out by Ohio State. Yeah, and so I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to have another monster game, just going to add to the Heisman resume. Um, yeah. And I think Lamb and Rambo are going to have some massive games. Um, uh, I don't know if you watched the UCLA game, their opener, but they're in like their third and fourth string of linebackers right now. So, oh geez, uh, you know Hurts is going to have a field day, and then if they try to stack the box, then that means Lamb and Rambo are just going to be one on one on the outside against some really young corners. Uh, yeah. and, and fuck Chip Kelly, by the way. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, UCLA, UCLA gets absolutely waxed. Yeah. Hurt, and I'm, and you heard it, you heard it here. Uh, calling it now, Hertz does win the Heisman this year. I love that pick. Which which is what three straight Oklahoma quarterbacks? Yeah, that would be correct. Yeah, and, it's got it's got to be a record. And one last thing I want to say, and, and I'll tie it into the, to the last bit we do for college too. But you know, with the whole setup with the college football playoff, uh, you know, you have to put up points. So it's not a matter of just winning yep. close anymore. Uh, it's all about style points, especially when you have you know fucking people like Condoleezza Rice on the committee and shit. Condi. Uh, so you know, you know what's you crazy to, about that schmo, like. Because that was like a big factor in the BCS too. It's just the fact that it was a computer that pissed everyone off. And exactly. a couple of years in a row, like some unworthy teams were way up there. But it's kind of wild that like with this group of eight or 12 or whatever the hell it is, like they're yeah. still looking at those style points. Exactly. So you have to you have to bury people and you got to you got to make it a big, you know, big win. So I don't think they're going to let up. Um, you know, I could see Hertz coming out midway through the third quarter um, at best, but he may play into the fourth and. It's uh, I just, it's gonna run it up. So, yeah, you guys. I mean, Oklahoma is just too good. UCLA is just but I've watched that game versus Cincy, and just I had no idea they're on their third and fourth string linebackers. But can you imagine trying to stop like the read option and you know yep. the RPO off of that too? They're just gonna have no chance. No chance. All right, uh, Dino, who you got, bro? Who's your game two? Uh, my game two, they, they had a week off, I believe Notre Dame versus New Mexico. They're, they're, they're favored by 35 points. Uh, the one thing that scares me is this, this is starting to look like a trap game a little bit. They have at Georgia next and then home against number 25, Virginia. After that, um, I think they come, I think they come out slinging though. I don't think they look sharp in game one. I think they were able to bounce back, um, Ian book to me is still the real deal. if he doesn't have an NFL career, I can see him being a relief pitcher. I think he throws a football like 92 <laughs> miles an hour. I swear to God, it's a cannon. That's trying to catch that thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I would break my hand, but I think Dame, I think Dame proves themselves this year, not this year, this game that, that they'll be in contention this year for a long time, depending on how they do in that Georgia game. But I think they make a statement win here. And I think they, I, honestly, I think they cover, I think they cover, I think they win by 45. Mm. Nice. Shmo, who you like? Uh, what is it again? 35? 35. Yeah. 30. yeah uh, and it's at ND, right? Yeah, day game. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the typical thing to say is, you know, it's a letdown spot. We got the big game the following weekend, uh, you know, but I think uh, I think they're just – they're going to overmatch him. So I would uh, I would have to agree with Dean on this one. It's a lot of chalk this week, man. This is a hideous slate of football games mm. uh, in college football. So I'm with Dean. Yeah, the thing I would normally be with you on that, like, holy shit, that's a lot of points. And like, I mean, you can still blow a team out by 31 and not make this cover. Um, but the, if if they looked better, I would think it was going to be a trap game. But like they haven't looked that good. I feel like Brian Kelly's just going to be yelling at everyone. And he's going to want to put up a ton of points. I like Notre Dame in this one as well. Calm. He's so positive. It's unbelievable. Yep. It all depends. I mean, you just can't make it personal. You know, it, they got to understand they're trying to make him better. hundred percent. All right. Uh, my game two sticking in Pennsylvania here it used to be a great rivalry. Uh, not so much. Oh in- my God. Are you taking this too? Uh, Penn, State, Penn State versus Pittsburgh. Penn, uh, Penn State's favored by 17. I think they cover that. Uh, it, it win by close to four touchdowns. Um, I just don't think Pittsburgh's very good, man. They lost a lot, you know, didn't really have a lot after James Conner left. Um, Penn state kind of looked shaky versus Buffalo last week. 
Um, but you know, that offense is so damn talented and Franklin just absolutely kills recruiting. He's got so much talent in there. I think, uh, I think Penn state covers 17 points. I was actually, I was actually kind of surprised. I thought you were going to take Pitt, but I agree with you. I think Penn state covers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it too. That was, that was one of the games I, I had circled, but decided to hold off on it. Um, you know, that pick six last week to start the second half really catapulted that team. Um, and you know, the floodgates opened after that. So I, I think they're going to, they're going to take what happened last week and, and they're going to continue to roll with that. Um, so I think it gets ugly quick. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, man. Um, D Paul, let me throw it. Uh, we're done with college, right? Uh, we got Schmo stone cold lock of the century. Oh, go ahead, the, the lock of the week. All right. So we're going back to the sec. Um, so another big number again, can't emphasize this enough. This week's games are just absolute trash. If it wasn't for gambling, I would not even watch college football this weekend, <laughs> uh, more than likely. Uh, but you're, taking, you're taking the Gamecocks, aren't you? Yeah, right. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm laying the 24 and a half. I'd lay 27 uh, with this one. Mm. Alabama is going to murder South Carolina. Uh, Jacob <laughs> Bentley's out for the year. Uh, wait, wait. This dude's name is Jacob Bentley. Yeah. he. Uh, <laughs> so he actually started with the program when he was 17. He graduated early. Um, came in and played against Tennessee. Was well, he uh, their quarterback? Yeah, so he's their quarterback. He's a senior this year. Uh, he's out, so they they're they're going with their backup. Uh, Nick Saban's pissed. I don't know if y'all oh, saw the media this week, but he's bitching again because <laughs> uh, all their non-conference games are the beginning of the year, and they're playing at noon. Fans are leaving early, so it pisses him off. Uh, they're pissed off about what happened last year in the championship game. Um, you know, so Admiral's I just taking Clemson this year. Yeah, so I think I think Nick Saban is going to continue to motivate his guys. Um, you know, the one concern is the linebackers. Um, you know, they're down two starters, but you know, it's just plug and play. They yep. just fill in the gaps with these recruits. Um, five star after five star. Yeah, and you know, South Carolina typically, you know, with Muschamp, he's considered offensive guru. But this year, they're they're allowing 375 yards a game, mm-hmm. um, which is not anything to write home about. Uh, UNC beat them uh, in the opener. Uh, they blew that they won game. Two games last year. Yeah, so I think uh, I think this one's going to be ugly. It's another one of those three thirty CBS games where you know you stop watching after halftime. Uh, so I, I'm laying the twenty four and a half going with Bama. Dino, am I picking that or am I going with my two outrageous? Um, I don't know what do you want. It's okay, first well, well, I'm 100 percent taking Bama, but um, all right, I'm taking Bama as well. So we all got Bama there. Yeah, so here are my who are my two here are my two games I, I really don't give a fuck about. Um, I got Kent State traveling to Auburn, number uh, eight in the country. Okay, Auburn's Auburn Auburn's favored by thirty five points. I'm taking Auburn by fifty. <laughs> okay, um, and then it, it, this is by far the game of the week. Okay, we got Lamar. Lamar at number 16, Texas A&M. Now I just realized this. I re- cause if you go to like A&M's schedule, it says Lamar versus Texas A&M. So I was confused. Is it Lamar university? Is it Lamar college? And I realized that it really doesn't fucking matter. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking A&M by 65. Oh my God. Jesus. Oh my God. And I found out, yeah, it's Lamar University, but I'm taking, um, I'm taking, yeah, okay, they're 2 0. They're 2 0. They they beat um, NAIA Bethel from Tennessee 65 16. Big win for the program. 
and then they and then they played Mississippi Valley State, in which they won twenty three twenty in overtime. I am telling you right now, sixty five covers. <laughs> Dean, uh, is Dean, that really the line? in your in your no, research? There is, there is no line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dean, in, going on? This is a program funding game for them. You know, get blown out by seventy and get paid a million bucks. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee said the same thing too. Oh, um, and Georgia Dean, State's in you, Atlanta. <laughs> Dino, when you were looking up Lamar, did you see where they were located? Uh, no. I'll get, I'll bet you a number one from Chick Fil A if you guess it. Uh, Tennessee. No, good guess though. Texas though. Um, Are they? That, now see yeah. that scares me. That now that sixty five scares me a little <laughs> bit. And they're first in the Southland Conference. Man, You're talking sixty four now. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll readjust it. They cover the sixty-two and a half. There you go. Oh, that's great. Oh, R.I.P. Lamar University. Lamar. This <laughs> you heard it here first. Poor bastards don't even know what's about to happen. <laughs> but seriously, like, what is that pregame speech? Like, like realistically, like, are you are like, you can't tell me he like. I would walk in there and be like, hey guys, look, win or lose. I'm proud of you. And wink at lose. <laughs> but we're probably going to lose. So play hard and don't hurt yourself. Yeah, please don't get hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't lose by right 62 now. and a half, too, please. Yeah. And then I would I, I would love to be in there for the post game. Like, hey, guys. Uh, Recovered. F- fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I just. I mean, Shmo said it best. The, the week, the, the. The entire week of college football this week is brutal. <laughs> Dude, it's trash. And and real quick, Paul, I'll let you get on yours, but like no, I'm the, done. The parody, working. the parody in college football, it's so bad, and it's always been bad. But when I was a little kid, I was just oblivious to it and, and didn't recognize it. But the way it's structured, it it doesn't matter. It's Georgia is you know one B, and then Clemson, Alabama are one A. And and one A or one B and you know what I'm saying like it's just it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, it I I just I don't enjoy it like I do call, uh, NFL. Um, it's just every week there's just shit matchups and it's just recruiting is is king and those three teams are are the cream of the crop and will continue to continue to be for a long ass time. Absolutely. So, uh, the rich get richer. Exactly. It's just it's not fun to watch, but time to get, time to get to the shield. The shield Depot. Let's do, let's do, let's do both at a time. Okay. Perfect. Cause we're approaching like 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay, that's time flies uh, when you're having fun. It's so true. Um, Dino, why don't you give us one and two, bro? My one and two, I'm taking the Pats minus 14 and a half against the dolphins. To be honest with you, that's, that's the, to every, every person in America should be throwing money on the Patriots. I would never bet against Tom Brady. And on top of that, <laughs> Touchdown, the, Tommy. The, Dolph- the Dolphins are 100% going winless, and I think they're the worst Ooh. team I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, and on top of that, I was watching the, the, all the games at a bar down here, and people were going nuts over a first down. Like, that's the point. That's where they're, that's at. they're at. Which I can't watch florida sports with florida people because to be honest with you they don't know a damn thing about sports they really don't i'm sure there's a i'm sure there's a percentage of people that do i'm just saying the majority of the percentage down here have no idea there was two guys behind me 
talking ridiculous shit about like covering the spread. And then the, the guy was like 45 years old. He's like, so like, how does like covering the spread work? I'm like, bro, you're 45 <laughs> years old and you're asking this question now. Like, where, like, I've been where the fuck it my whole life. Yeah. Where the fuck have you been, dude? I've been making bets since I was 11. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I love internet, bro. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, whatever. So Pat's minus 14 and a half, taking him to cover. Um, I'm going to, are we taking two or three? Two, two. Two and then your and then your lock pick, right? Yep. Okay, so that's my lock. The the two I'm rolling dice on. Bills minus two and a half versus the Giants. Personally, I think the Giants are atrocious. I think they're gonna be atrocious until they get Golden Tate back and then Daniel Jones takes over. I, I don't see that happening before week six. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bills to cover here. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna take for the, the, the rebound pick. The Browns let me down first week. I don't think they do that in the second week. I think it was just one of those shell shocked factors where Titans came in with a chip on their shoulder, which I still don't think the Titans are a legit football team. I think the Browns covered two and a half over the jets. Great start for Levy on bell in New York. They start. Oh, and two. Mm. I can respect it. I can Smokey. respect it. So I like, I'm just to bet off that Dino I'm taking paths with that. I like the bills. And I like the Browns, so I'm mirroring you on that. And, you know, I know that's not the intent for all that, but I just can't see either of those teams winning. But it is the shield. Yep. Shmo, who you got on there? Who, you like the Pats? No. Ooh, Dolphins. In the, in the NFL, every time an NFL team gets humiliated, the next week they at least compete, if not win outright. They're not going to win this game, but the lines continue to creep up. Um, and I just – with everything going on up in New England, um, last week was just too easy for them. Uh, I, I think it's an, another ugly game down there, but this time I think they pulled out. There's not going to be some Hail Mary or lateral bullshit that we saw last year, but uh, that's just too many points. Um, I just don't I don't see that. Um, and then more of the other games, Bills-Giants. Yeah, Bills, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, so I, I like the Bills in that one. Um, you know, I think Josh Allen – when he has an opportunity to actually throw the ball and his offensive line does their job, I think he, uh, he's, he can be above average. Um, the Giants are just an abysmal football team uh, <laughs> and will be all year. So I, I like the Bills. Um, and then Dino's last pick was Colts. Uh, Browns, Browns, Browns. Browns, two and a half. Browns, okay. So uh, I like the bounce back for them as well. Um, you know, essentially came out flat. I think they, uh, they thought they could just show up last week. Uh, against the Titans yep. and, and that proved itself. So I think, um, you know, they're back to the drawing board. It's a wake up call. Um, you know, Odo Beckham's still a joke. Uh, he's a clown, but I think they, uh, they get it done. Take off the fucking watch guy. Now, yeah, let, now, now let me make a revision here. If the Browns spread goes up to three and a half, I'm not taking it because it's a Monday night football game. If the Browns do cover this, I think it is by three. Mm. I got you. So if, if, if it goes to three in the hook, I'm not taking it. Okay. Smart. I like it. I like it too. Shmo, like who, uh, who do you like? All right. So we are going to start with Mr. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they're going into uh, Baltimore this week. Um, so, you know, a couple of things, um, you know, I didn't take the game last week against the lions. Um, I know quite a few people that did. Um, my fiance, one of them, she she felt like they were going to cover that uh, that spread, and you know the first two quarters were absolutely abysmal for them, and then that fourth <laughs> quarter something just clicked. They um, turned it on. It. 
Yeah. No, they they did. Cliff Kingsbury came out after the game and basically said he was just trying to be too cute. They just went back to the basics. Um, and so kind of like I said with the Dolphins, typically when you come out, guns are blazing that one week, the next week, you're bound to come back and, and you know, come back to the mean. So it's I think uh, that 13 and a half that the Cardinals are getting will be enough. Um, I think you're going to get a backdoor cover last few minutes, last few seconds. And uh, mm. so I like the points. Yeah. I like that pick. Go ahead, Dina. I like that pick. I, I like, I, I, it's like one of those games where like, I don't think I'm going to even watch it, but, but, I, but I like the pick. I thought, I thought Kyler looked really good in the second half. I, I just, part of me looks at Lamar Jackson and sees that second coming of RG three, but better. Yeah. You know, if so he, if he I, throw man, who, yeah, I think, I think the double digit look, 13 and a half is a lot of points in the NFL with two teams that I don't think are good. Yeah. But so I, is this, uh, is this in Baltimore? It is. Yeah. One o'clock game. Probably. It is. Yeah. Mm, okay. CBS. Um, dude, I hate betting for the Ravens, man. <laughs> Touch I think, I don't think the Ravens are that good. And I think Miami's that bad, but I just, uh, oof. I'm going, I'm going Ravens because Patrick Peterson isn't there. Okay. I think Ravens cover. Um, I mean, I don't think my uh, Baltimore's going to be putting up, you know, 56 or whatever the hell they put up, uh, right. you know, very regularly, but they're still explosive. It's still early in the year. Lamar Jackson hasn't taken a ton of hits. So I'm going Ravens at home. You got to beat a West coast team at one o'clock on the East coast, man. All right. Right on your next game, Joe Schmo. All right. Next game. Uh, was on the fence about this, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I live down here in Atlanta, so I, I have exposure to, unfortunately, the Falcons um, being an <laughs> Eagles fan. Um, but, you know, they went up to Minnesota last week um, and they struggled mightily against uh, the Vikings defense. Um, but I'm, I'm going with Vikings uh, getting the field goal uh, against the Packers um, for a couple of reasons. I think that the Vikings held back from a lot of their playbook. Uh, if you go back and look at the stats, Cousins hardly threw the ball. Uh, it was the Dalvin cook show. Nice. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, divisional rival, um, I'm not sold on the Packers defense yet. Everyone says it's, it's much improved, but, um, you know, I think Dalvin cook being healthy, shout out your Knowles. Uh, yep. you know, I think this man is coming back on a revenge tour, uh, to prove everybody that, you know, when he's healthy, he can be a, one of the top backs in this league. Um, so I think it's, I think it's going to be another tight game. Um, if I remember correctly last year, I believe it ended in a tie. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? It's just those rivalry games are always close. Games, yeah. So, uh, give me the Vikings plus three. I, I, I love the pick and I think the Packers got absolutely, I, the, the Packers bears just beat each other up yeah. last week. They just beat each other up. So I don't think, I don't, I, I love this pick I, and I, I've been saying it from day one. I think cousins wins the Super Bowl in his career. I just don't think it's this year. Okay. I like that. Yeah, dude. I mean, especially like like you said, Shmo, Dalvin cook, man, he's an absolute game changer when he's healthy. And like, I mean, to have him back in a hundred percent, if they can run that offense through him and Kirk cousins, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, like they got a, they got a squad and you, you spoke about that defense too. Uh, with all that being said though, I'm going pack attack. I got Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. He looked abysmal last week for most of the game. I think it's him and LeFleur's bounce back game. Um, so I'm going Packers here, man. 
I got you. Um, just to give you some context for how little they threw the ball last week, Kirk Cousins threw for 98 fucking yards. <laughs> 98 <laughs> yards. I believe he was 8 for 10. That's wild. Sounds about right. They, Dalvin Cook was literally just truck-sticking everybody <laughs> the entire game. It was, it was just, which is exactly why I don't buy Madden because it's so hard to tackle people nowadays. It's so hard. But Madden and Tara Reed go back to the old podcast. You'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh shit. Which right, by uh, the way, hold on real quick. Uh, that Monday night game, Texans saints, I was down or I was up three point three point seven points going into the last drive of the game for the Texans. My, my uncle had Deshaun Watson, Obviously, you know what happened. Watson threw, went downfield on two throws, which was absolutely spectacular to watch. <laughs> and then I was down by 2.8 points. Breeze, who is, is just surgically <laughs> just a mastermind when it comes to the, the, the less than the, the one minute offense, I'll call yep. it. The, the, the one minute drives uh, puts the Saints in range for field goal in which I had give me the Lutz. Because I had the Saints kicker. I won by 0.2 points. I can't say it enough. I love fantasy. This might be the year that I'm not a donation and I make the playoffs. Here you go. Love that boy. Had to throw that in there. Love it. All right. uh, I'm going into my games. I'm going Saints at Rams. I'm taking Rams minus three here. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game too, but – I don't know, man, the way the New Orleans defense scares me with betting on them and wanting to take them. The offense, you know, what you're going to get tomorrow and Michael Thomas, but the defense scares me. I think the Rams, you know, were kind of lackluster going across the East Coast. This game's in L.A. First game in L.A. I think they win by a touchdown here. To ballsy pick. Go ahead, Mr. Dean. No, I don't have anything. It's just a ballsy pick. <laughs> well, you pick there. Oh, happy. I have to pick. Yeah, you got to pick, pick, bro. Oh, my bad. I take the Saints. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't, dude. Honestly, it's a that, that's that's a a prime time football game. You dig? Like that might be the game of the week. That is the game of the week. I well by time <laughs> slot, yes. <laughs> But like, oh, like for me, for, for me personally, like the Cowboys skin, game for the week. Game, yeah. Like it's like Cowboys skins and then it's Ram saints. And then it's that Monday night game. Nah, right, so go Sunday night, Sunday night in Mercedes, baby. Don't yeah. I'm taking, taking the Falcons. All right. Uh, go ahead. Depot. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Schmo. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> Wait, hold on. That game's, that game's in New Orleans. No, no, oh, it's okay. in LA. Yeah. Okay. All right. We good. Yeah, no. Um, I, I'm, so, Depot, just to verify, we went through a lot there. You like Rams minus three, correct? Correct. Yeah, I think they went by touchdown. All right, perfect. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, so, a couple things. Uh, the Texans blew that game the other night. Um, Saints back-to-back years, um, you know, making deep runs into the playoffs. Eventually, you're going to wear – the wear and tear is going to happen. Um, Where's down not, Yeah, and you're just not going to be the same. I don't care who you are. Um, so I think, you know, even though the Saints won opening night, I think they're going to have regression this year. Um, I actually think they're going to finish second in their division. Um, they might even miss out in the playoffs. So, wow. you know, I like the Rams. You know, this whole thing about revenge game and, you know, this and that, um, you know, I just don't see it. I think uh, the Rams at home, uh, 
they're just too comfortable. And I think, uh, I think they're going to, they're going to come away with the win and they're also going to cover. Do you know who you taking? Uh, I'm sorry. What? Do you know who you taking in that game? Saints Rams. I, I told you I'm taking the Saints. Well, no, you went Saints, no Rams, no Saints, no Rams. And then I didn't know. Nolans. Nolans. All right. We, we, uh, we, Weezy. <laughs> Weezy F. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Weezy. <laughs> so starting to sound like towards the end of it, too. No, I, dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm, I'm so, uh, young money. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Game two. Chiefs versus Oakland. Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. I think they cover that. Um, that offense, I know Mahomes got a little banged up and they lost Tyreek Hill, but I just think that offense in the Walrus, we were talking about him earlier. I think he's just too good of a coach. I think he outcoaches Gruden uh, to the tune of two touchdowns. Uh, so they'll cover that eight and a half points. Go ahead, Dean. Uh, you took the Chiefs? I took the Chiefs, bro. Um, knock on wood if you're with me. I'm taking the Raiders. <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders. Now understand, I think they, I think the Chiefs win. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm taking the Raiders. Nice. <laughs> Hard Knocks was still trash. Dude, it was so bad. It was <laughs> probably the worst season they've ever had. Um, so, you know, the NFL in terms of gambling has changed a lot. So in, in the past, you know, taking a, a big underdog at home was the smart play. Um, but with these offenses now and, and the way the game is being called, um, you know, the old me, you know, going back to college and whatnot, I, I probably wouldn't take the Raiders, but you know, with the chiefs, they scored on seven consecutive series <laughs> last week. Um, in the NFL. So we're not like, even talking against a very talented Jacksonville defense. Correct. Um, and, you know, a lot of that was without Tariq Hill, um, you know, and shout out to his injury. That's called karma. Um, <laughs> but uh, I still think the Chiefs cover the eight. You know, they're just they're too explosive. Um, so I'll lay the eight with deep ball. Yeah, 100 percent like the eight and a half. Nice. But uh, taking uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> P.S. Uh, A.B. scumbag. Anyway, continue. Oh, dude, total scumbag, man. But but I don't know if it's true. Just saying. Okay, moving on. Moving on to Joe Schmo, Stone Cold Lock of the Century of the Week. All right. So this one's going to make uh, Deep Paul and, and uh, Steeler Nation happy. So, um, you know, just like I talked about earlier, you know, with the Dolphins, um, you know, anytime a team gets embarrassed in this league, uh, they're, they're professionals, whether people want to admit it or not um, or admit to it, they just – you know, they think that sometimes these guys don't care, but when they get embarrassed, uh, personal pride comes into play and Steelers are laying four, so a little bit over a field goal. But I think uh, the Seahawks, you know, early kickoff, they got lucky last week. You know, Andy Dalton doesn't fumble that ball um, in the red zone, then a completely different outcome. They're coming into Pittsburgh 0 1. Um, but I think Big Ben and them, you know, they get back to the drawing board uh, and I think they take care of business in a big way. Um, I kind of feel like this could be like the, uh, the Panthers game last year when the Steelers dominated that Thursday night game. Um, and I think this one's going to be a blowout, uh, personally. So I like the Steelers win by, uh, I'd say 17, um, Mm, I love the freaking enthusiasm Schmo. I'm not quite that on board with it. It's, you know, so tough betting on your own team, but I, they looked so atrocious 
last week that like I can't imagine them doing any worse. So I think they win. I think they win by maybe a touchdown. I don't know. I'm, I really do hope they cover that. I really do hope they freaking win. Who do you got, Dino? Um, I'm with Schmo. I don't think they cover by that much, but I think they do. I think they, I think they win by a tutty. Yeah. I mean, they, Russell is the best player on the team, obviously, and they just rely on him too much. And it, we're basically good versus anyone, but touchdown Tom in new England. Oh, screw that. Anytime, anytime he comes around, but especially playoff times, we can beat him in the regular season every once in a while, but I can never beat him in the postseason. And Freaking kills me. All right, boys. How do you feel after that first money tree segment? Feel good, man. I'm excited. Dude, I love talking the lines, man. Uh, Joe Schmo, thank you for ha- for coming on. Had a blast with you. I know Dean and I have been talking about this for a while, so it was great to uh, to do it, and hopefully we keep doing it uh, for the whole year, man. You yeah, know where to find me. Yeah, real happy to have you on, Schmo. Nice talking to you. I'm, I'm sick of texting you all the time. <laughs> Appreciate it, fellas. Uh, yeah, Dino, you got to ease back on the text, my guy. 30 unread messages when I come back to the phone. <laughs> what, what's that about? Uh, I think it was a whole bunch of fuck this, fuck that, fuck him. <laughs> fuck I think I added uh, maybe like uh, 8 to 12 messages in there too. So, yeah. yeah. Pulled my phone out. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? But Dino and I get going, dude. We can't stop. Schmo, it's 2019, bro. Fucking do not disturb, bro. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you. And uh, be on the lookout for the for the picks for the contest. I'm late to send that out to everybody, so I'm going to get on that. Sounds good, brother. Take it easy, Schmo. All right, fellas. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. That was the interview with Joe Schmo. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a very well uh, done interview. It was requested a lot for the little gambling segment. And we do thank Joe Schmo for taking the time to come on the pod. We appreciate it. We hope to have him back on. But before we wrap all this up, let's do what we promised in the beginning of the poll or the beginning of the podcast with a poll pod. We have natural disasters wanting to experience with safety, like we said. Dean start us off with safety. I want to be in a, in a, in a Richter scale 10 earthquake. <laughs> I, I just, I want to feel what that's like, you know, uh, old school rumble pack on your N64. <laughs> you know, I just want to know, you know, I've, I've, I felt aftershocks from a 5.6, but I want to feel a full on 10 at the epicenter of that bad boy. Oof. Um, two, I want a cat six hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, it's called a superstorm. It's only cat five. I want cat six. 300 mile per hour winds, minimum. Uh, and number one, and this is, this is insane, but it's only because my safety is 100% guaranteed, which I don't know how that's feasible, but I guess we're just going to play along. But there would be nothing better than grabbing a boogie board <laughs> and catching a tsunami like call me Johnny tsunami, like the scene from fucking interstellar. I want to run. Yeah. I want to ride a wave, which keep in mind when I saw that scene, I had massive anxiety. (laughs) JD, have you seen the movie interstellar? No, I've no idea. Oh my God. Jedi. Oh my God, bro. I should have just said yes for the pod. It's, it's like three a, hours, but you have to watch it. Dude. It is it, dude. Like it's it for me. It's top. It's top seven movies of all time for me. 
Top ten for wow, me. Wow, now that's an automatic. I it's, have to dude, go it's, see it it's now. It's so good. Dean's, Dean's telling me that. I know it's legit. Yeah, it, dude, I'm telling you, it's legit. Dino, I saw that in person at like a 10 o'clock matinee showing on a Saturday, and I was one of like seven people in the theaters. It was amazing. Okay, well, after this, I'm going to when – we, when we're done, I'm going to tell you I'll, – I'll tell you how I watched it, and you're going to feel bad for me, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going my top three. It actually mirrors Dean with the earthquake strictly. If I was on the land, like I couldn't be in a building. I think I'd probably have a heart attack and die. If I was in a building and it started shaking like that, I know like in Japan and a lot of places on like the ring of fire, they are built to withstand earthquakes, but Oh my God, if I was in a building, I'd die. But like, I feel like I'd have to be on the land to experience the earthquake. Um, second one is a volcano, man. Up close and personal, seeing all that lava and shit, you know, blasting out of there and just like maybe like up in a helicopter or something, like, you know, away from it. Uh, and then number one is a twister. I want to see like one of those huge twisters from the movie Twister, man, like a massive one, uh, you know, to kind of be up in the middle of that, you know, totally safe and everything while you're just getting, you know, flown around at 200 miles an hour. That'd be nuts. Twister, R.I.P. Uh, was it Bill Patton? Is that Bill his name? Patton. Bill, Bill, yep. Bill Patton or Bill Paxson? Ooh, I don't know. What's his name? Paxson Patton? I don't know. The guy in Aliens, the guy in Titanic, that guy. R.I.P. Bill. I think it's Paxson. I'm looking up IMDb. Bill Paxton. Yep. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Guy in Aliens. R.I.P. Died. I think two years ago. Three years ago. Yep. R.I.P. Jedi, what you got? My number three is similar. Well, it's not similar. It's the same as Dean's number one. Only if I was assured of my safety, like I said, I would love to go surfing on a huge tsunami. I just think that'd be very fun going through cities. Yeah. Can you surf? No, but you'd have to try. My safety's good, so it's not like I'm (laughs) going to drown. Okay. I I basically know how you said boogie board. Yeah, I was just, I was just like, I can boogie board. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, like I saw surfing, so like I, I didn't know if you like could surf. Like that would be cool, but you know, it would essentially just be like you eating shit. I uh, yeah, but I would just love to go through like Times Square, like right there. Like I don't know. I think that'd be really <laughs> awesome. <Hang in> ten, bro. <laughs> I love how you choose like Times Square in an area that's like not flat, as if you're just gonna like cruise perfectly like right past Times Square and the Flatiron Building and all that and not hit anything. All right, so where would you like to surf a tsunami? Florida, it's flat, you dumbass. <laughs> nah, I got to get away from home. But my number two, I would love to survive and go through maybe a couple years, but like through like the zombie thing, like the walking dead. <laughs> be the Rick Grimes of the modern day. Be the Michonne with the sword chopping off heads you know, like I just I would want to see if I could survive. So zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I would want to see if I could survive. And my number one is just the apocalypse. Enough said there. Hundred percent, I would survive. Dude, so you can say that, and I feel like I would too. But all it takes is one minor screw up, and you're bitten by a zombie, and you're dead, man. And if you're dead, you're done. You're done. You're dead. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm telling you, dude. Like. Uh, my weapon of choice would be unbelievable. Your machete. It would 110% be a machete in my right hand <laughs> and, and one of those 
swinging chain linked balls. The ball and chain. Yeah, dude. But like a little one. You know what I mean? Not like a big jaunt, like a little one. Would it be spiked? 100%. (laughs) And I would would keep at least six grenades on me. If I ever got jammed up, I would just, I would end it. You just end it. You know, I'm not getting eaten, bro. (laughs) I'm not going down. Yeah, I'm not going down. Like, no. Blow my shit up. (laughs) I know that was like real aggressive, but I would. <laughs> but that was the Pol Pod segment for this episode. Uh, we got some pretty good topics coming up, so make sure to look on social media to vote for those. Right, Dean, Dean's coming up with good ideas for them. Like, what do we got? Best movies, um, or best we best have, movie quotes, underrated movies, pet peeves, which I I got ooh, a lot for pet that. Peeves. Biggest pet peeves. Yeah, the 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 pet peeves one's gonna be good. I I think I had uh, most underrated movies. I think it was. Um, Top Movie ice- lines. No, 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 no. I, I changed it. Ice cream flavors, <laughs> non-food smells, pet peeves, and underrated movies. Ooh. Yeah, so make sure oh, to go oh. vote for that because that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, excited but before about we wrap- Yeah, but before we wrap this up, Dean, what's your final thought? <laughs> This is, this is nuts. So if you're struggling with losing weight and you're looking for an easy way to do it, banging your head against a wall for one hour straight <laughs> burns 150 calories. <laughs> I feel like it should be more. <laughs> like... <laughs> I would just like do the slight motion, just not drill my dome against the fucking wall for an hour. Yeah, I you mean, know what look. the better question is? <laughs> what? You know what the better question is? Why? <laughs> no, how did they find that out? Who actually banged their head for an hour? I don't know, but like part of me is like, uh, I might try it. You know, like go to like one of those wrestling rooms that has like padding on the side and just do it for an hour straight. <laughs> Dean, would you – this is totally off topic, but I've always seen like NASA and shit will offer like 50 or 60 grand for someone to like sit in bed for like a fucking month straight, like literally not be able to move out of bed. Would you do that for 50 or 60 grand? I would do it. The thing is is I don't know if I, I, don't know if I physically could. Like my back kills if I lay in bed for like over 18 hours. What if you got back massages? 100%. I wouldn't move. <laughs> Whatever, are they going to feed me right there or do I just like lay there? I mean, you just have to roll over. You just have to stay in the bed because, like, they want to. They they're trying to see what it's like the the negative effects of like zero gravity over long periods of time. No, no problem. What about you, Jedi? Could you do that? Never. I can't stay in a room for like more than like two hours. Otherwise, yeah. I start like I start kind of like freaking out. Like, I can't. I'm claustrophobic. I can't stay in like a room for a long time. I got to move around. I can't sit in chairs. I feel like it would be the coolest thing for like three days and they'd be like, Oh my God, like I got like 27 more days just sitting in this fucking hospital bed and not being able to move. Like I can play video games. I watch TV and like look out the window, but damn man, I just want to get up and stretch my legs. Nope. Good. <laughs> I'm good, dude. It was 60 grand at the end of it. Forget about it. You bring yeah, my Xbox for a month. Too. Yeah, yeah. Bring my Xbox. You get a masseuse there. Forget about it, dude. 
The only thing I never mind. I'm not going to say that on on a pod. <laughs> never mind. But you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm experienced now. now. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up this edition of Major League Talk. Make sure to follow us on social media on Twitter and Facebook at JD with Sports and Instagram at JD with Sports. .co. You guys got anything else? Um, adios, senor pelota. <laughs> no, I'm good, JD. Hey, good cast, boys. Yeah.